and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About. Thank you for waving. Um, I wasn't sure if you heard me, Elliot. Um, I'm Seb. I'm your host. This is my co-host, Mr. Elliot. Hello. Hello. Now, now the question is, what if we talked about season one of this show already, but we just recapped it at the start anyway? Oh, that's a bit out there. I don't know. I think we can do it. I think we can. So we are, of course, okay. uh, talking about our views of uh, season two. We are going to do a little kind of catch up for season one because we were arguing over whether or not we actually did an episode on this. And uh, I think the consensus was we talked about it in another episode, but I don't think we actually said about every episode. So we'll do a little bit of a kind of, you know, our thoughts on season one and then talk about season two. Very similar to what we did for, of course, Loki. Um, which was low-key a really fun show. Um, so we watched... Did it all come out at one? Or was it It was every week, wasn't it, the first one? It was week by week, yeah. Yeah. Uh, whereas this one was like one per day over the Christmas period, which I quite liked, actually. It was quite fun getting home from work and be like, oh, the next episode's on, I'll put that on. Um, so thoughts on season one of What If? You go. Season one... I thought started off it was okay. It was it's, it's I think it's very cool as a premise that you've got it's animated, but not only that, but you still have like for the most part the same actors voicing. Yeah. So that was really good. Um yeah, overall I really enjoyed it. I thought it was alright for the most part, but there were some standout episodes for me. I think the big turner was episode four, which had to do with a different variant of Doctor Strange. Um, that was very emotional, and yes. uh, I thought that was really. And then the last three as well, the last three episodes, they slowly start tying everything together. So it was, yeah. we had quite a fun episode involving four being the only child. And I thought that was great. That was fun. And then all of a sudden we start seeing everything link, and uh, yeah, I thought that was uh, really cool. So I said for the most part it was all right, but when it got good, cool, did it get good? Yeah, I think um, to sum up the show quite well, I just saw a review and the title is Frustratingly Inconsistent. And I think that's a pretty fair assessment because uh, like you, I enjoyed quite a lot of the season. There were a few bits where I was like, oh, it's a bit bit, bit slow, a bit pointless. Um, yeah, standout episodes for me were again episode four of Doctor Strange. Um, I really liked the... like. Uh, who done it episode where they're trying to figure out who's killing the mm. Avengers? I quite like that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Some hit and miss, uh, some really boring ones. Uh, I thought Party Thor was quite fun, even though a lot of people hated that for some reason. But yeah, the last two I think were really good. Like the one where Ultron wins is very strong, and I think the finale was also quite good overall. Um, so yeah. Um, anything else? We're to missing add? out on one. Im- yeah, we're missing out on one important thing here. What is what if? That is a that is a great question. Well, I think so. Back in the day, there was a nice uh, series of comics by Marvel called What If, which were basically like alternate story, alternate history, alternate universe kind of stories. So it'd be like you know, what if you know Aunt May died instead of Uncle Ben, and they just kind of oh. wrote stories on what would happen. There's a few different kind of ones. I don't think I've read any myself, but there are a few kind of big big ones, some that aren't great. And they kind of made that idea for this entire season. And this is also weird because this is an animated uh, Marvel show uh, compared to the others, which are live action. Uh, that said, the characters do look like themselves, except for a few of them. Like, 
I found Christine in uh, the Doctor Strange episode didn't look very much like Rachel McAdams. Um, there was a few of us like that, but the rest, I think, were pretty spot on. I think, especially in season two, um, I think they all look really good. Um, but yes, yeah, so that was quite different. And every episode is just something different. I think the thing of this is that episode one of season one is just basically Captain America, but with Peggy Carter instead, mm. um, which is kind of, oh, okay, well, it's just the same thing. And I think what I did like about season two is that they kind of shied away from doing that. Because there's a few episodes of season one where it's like, what if this character did this film instead? And it's like, oh, that's kind of interesting. But this one, I really like where they just go for it. Um, so that is basically mm. what the show is. And we're now going to talk about season two. Mr. Elliot, what were your thoughts? Yes. Uh, so, yeah, so without going into spoilers just yet, because don't worry, we, we will do that. But for those who perhaps haven't watched it yet... Um, yeah, I think season two is very much along the same lines as season one. I think out the two of them, I preferred season one. And uh, I'll get your thoughts on that in a moment. I think if I had to choose, um, I think there's a little bit more variety there. But with season two, it was good. Um, again, like last time, a, f- a few standout episodes. But Overall, I would say it was just, it was good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what about you? That's a raving review from us. Um, oh. Yeah, I I think probably the same. I think it's quite hard to compare. I think the because the first one was all new and everything, I think there's like a novelty there. Whereas by the time we got season two, we're kind of expecting things. Um, that said, there are some very good episodes in season one some kind of short filler episodes comparing that i'm just looking at the list for season two it's very up and down i think but what like we'll talk about them as we go through them but there are some ones where it's like oh this is cool just a cool thing of these characters we've not seen for a while or only like once and they get like a big part to play or we're just going to set this in a really cool weird kind of uh, setup and that's what i really like um but yeah maybe season one it's better. Who knows? It's no way of knowing. Yeah. Well, I think for me, I think the of all the main characters in the What If series, I think Captain Carter is the least interesting <laughs> in animated form, anyway. Yeah, um, and that's not because she's a woman. Because we'll talk about <laughs> there's some really good like female characters in the second season, but there are. I don't know. I just. Captain Carter her- herself, I don't think as a variant is really that different. From Captain America, no, the obvious things. Um, so not I much think we've seen before. Yeah, sorry, I think you're right because um, I think the the character of Peggy in like the Captain America film is quite good and she serves a purpose. Mm. But in in this, she's just doing Captain America. But I don't know if it's maybe it's just Chris Evans's charm where he's just he feels like he suits that perfectly and that he could really inspire people. Um, that said, I do like that they use uh, Captain Carter a bit and she kind of uh, connects them in a few different ways. But yeah, she's by no means the best character of season two. Yeah. And like, I was thinking about, about even like season one, but then like, I felt, I felt like that first episode compared to the others was very, it was a right <laughs> yeah. season one. Um, and she was like the main one there. Cause like you said, it was just like a rehash practically of, or Captain America, yeah. and whereas she's like practically the only character from season one 
that's come not really <laughs> i was gonna say that's come back in season two yeah. but she's come back prominently she's in like three yeah. episodes she's gone um, for a few times yeah so yeah three if not if not four but yeah so overall i think it's good obviously we're gonna talk about our each episode now and go through our our thoughts of each one but you know give season one a watch if you don't like season one I don't know if I'd bother with season two unless you just have to see it all. But Yeah, I'd say if you don't like season one because it just retreads a lot of stuff, you might like season two because I think it does do some different things. Um, like I'm looking at like season one. I think, you know, it's like Captain America, basically, but Captain Carter, um, Guardians, but with T'Challa. Um what else? I guess Iron Man, but slightly differently. So they're kind of just retreads, whereas I think with this one, every one is quite unique. But yeah, I think if you don't really like the premise of the first season, you're not really going to like the second one. Yeah, exactly. Right, should we go into spoilers? Let's do it. <clears throat> Alright, episode one. What if Nebula joined the Nova Corps? Yes, so... I thought this was a strong start. <laughs> Sorry, oh. both went for that. <laughs> I thought this was a strong start. I didn't think, don't get me wrong, I didn't think it was anything like mind blowing. Yeah. But I thought it was, it, it was like that, that murder mystery one you had before, wasn't it? In season yeah. one. It was very much that feel. Um, I think seeing the side of Nebula was very cool. We had some of our favourite characters kind of like return. Characters which we've only had in like one movie. Yes. Um, so we have What's His Face from the Cree. He's coming back and being his normal Cree self. Oh, um, what's his name? <laughs> yeah, that, well, I'll have a look. What, what, what are your thoughts? Um, Ronan, do you mean the accuser? No, Yonrog. Oh, Yonrog, the Jude guy who plays by Jude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's who I was on about. But I... like, also on that line, we had like Michael Rooker return. Rooker return as uh, Yondu. Oh yeah, cool. of course. Um, yeah, I, I quite liked parts of this one. I, I think the comparison with the uh, Who Killed the Avengers is quite a good comparison. That said, I just found this a bit too boring. Like, mm. I like that it's kind of like Blade Runner, which is quite cool. She's, you know, like a detective. And you've got that kind of, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, like cyberpunk noir kind of thing going on. Um, I just think it's a bit too slow and dull for me. The best parts were like with Howard the Duck and all their guns and stuff. Um, I feel like... It it makes sense you'd have like Korg and other people there, but I'm kind of really getting sick of Korg. I think especially after oh, Thor: Love Thunder. I know, right? But I think because of that, it's just like, oh yeah, he's just everywhere now, and he has to be funny. Um, but it, I don't know. It was quite interesting. A few twists and turns here and there. Um, the lady in charge, who was Cruella Deville in um, <laughs> Glenn Close, um, ended up being evil again. So that was quite interesting. But I don't know. I I didn't love this one. Yeah, and that's fair enough. I mean, it is the second lowest rated one on IMDb for season Ooh. two. Actually, what oh. season one? Is it season one as well? Or uh, I think there was uh, there was a six in season one as well. The kill number. Oh, okay. episode. oh no, there's a few sixes. Okay, yeah, never. No, and the four one. Okay, yeah, we'll just go for season two. Um, so yeah, it was all right. I thought it was a. I thought it was a strong start. Hmm. Obviously, you disagree. You thought it was a, an amateur start. But then we had a very interesting one, in my opinion. What if Peter Quill attacked Earth's Mightiest Heroes? Yes, I really like the setup for this one. Yeah. 
I thought it was good because we finally got to see some of Ego's power. Ego? Yeah, right? Ego the Living Planet. Yeah. Um, Ego's power, which we didn't... Even though we did see it in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, we didn't really get to see his full plan sort of like mm. happen, whereas this was fully it. Um, and yeah, again, it was cool to sort of like see some of the characters we don't often see much, like, you know, Howard Stark. Um, who sadly wasn't played by what's his face, but oh no, but it was played by the, actually no, I'm saying that it was played by John Slattery. I was wrong. Yeah, I was going to say really? I thought the voice was pretty much spot on. Because in my head I was thinking the guy who Dominic plays Cooper. young Howard Stark. Yeah, that's where yeah. my mind went. But yeah, so very interesting, I thought. Yeah, um, I guess we should probably say you know if anyone hasn't seen these, we should probably guess give a little synopsis of each episode. Um, oh, no, we can't, because this is spoilers, so they need to watch it for themselves. That's true. Um, um, I guess for anyone no, who's... For, maybe if anyone's forgotten as well. So episode I'm one... Joking, I'm joking, um, ...is basically... I can't remember how, but Nebula ends up kind of being recruited by the Nova Corps, uh, and she um, becomes like a detective through that. The setup for episode two is um, Yondu didn't like hide Peter Quill. He actually just gave him back to Ego. So he's yeah. sent Peter Quill to all these different planets to kind of take them over. So he sent Peter Quill back to Earth uh, in 1988. So uh, Howard Stark and Peggy Carter form a team. So this is the really cool stuff where we get like an 80s Avengers. Uh, and I was like, mm. oh, who are they going to have on the team? So we've got, um, obviously, you know, Peggy's too old to actually do anything. But we've got, yeah, so Hank, um, I was about to say McCoy, but that's Beast. What's his name? Uh, Hank Pym. Pym. So he's uh, Ant-Man at this point. Obviously, he's lost Janet, hasn't he? Um, but so he's still around. Then also Ben Foster is like kind of hanging around as well. Um, Larry Fishburne. Um, then we have King T'Chaka uh, rocks up from Wakanda, which is quite cool, T'Challa's dad. Uh, we also have... Was it the Bucky. Russian? The Russians send the Winter Soldier, don't they? Yeah, uh, which, which I thought was quite cool. Um, was there anyone else? Uh, I don't think so. I think you covered everyone. I'm just kind of like looking through. Oh, uh, Thor shows no. up, uh, which makes sense because he's obviously been around for ages. But yeah, so that was quite cool seeing him oh, interact yeah. with this different team. Um, yeah, I. Yeah, it was cool. Like I said, to see all these different characters. Come back again. I I did think this was better than episode one. Yeah. But yeah, and it was like I said, it wasn't just a rehash. Well, it's kind of a rehash of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, but we're we're seeing just like an alternate ending to it. I, I yeah, that's why it's what if. <laughs> well, well, because that's the thing, isn't it? It's like he in the movie he fights his dad. You know, they're on the planet, and you know they have to save the universe. Here, like, Thor and the others are kind of getting overwhelmed by the army of, like, Ego's kind of creatures. And Bucky's, like, about to assassinate the child. But then they kind of get through to him and he doesn't do it. And then, I can't remember, I can't really remember how it ends, to be honest. But I know Peter overpowers his dad, doesn't he? And they... Oh, because yeah. I guess a big part of this is Hope, right? So Hank's daughter, Hope, yeah. is around. And she's friends with Peter. So she kind of helps them actually... Like not just kill him, actually help him, and then defeat Ego because of that, which is actually quite a nice little thing. Um, but I do like at the end where they're all having dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I think I think this is up there for me with mm. the episodes. But we'll see because then we go to number three, the worst rated one of season two. What if Happy yeah. Hogan saved Christmas? So basically, Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, except it was more like, you know, live softly. Yeah, more like. Yeah. Um, sigh yeah. hard because I'm so bored. So what was it? So this is basically like Justin Hammer returns, and it's cool to hear his voice again. That was after fun. many years. Um, and he's just like, I've overtaken everything. This is mine. Because um, what the en- the Avengers aren't there, or they're out doing Black stuff, Widow aren't they? they? So like two of them are like signing toys or something. Um, someone else is doing something. Darcy's back as usual because she's everywhere. Um, and then she's like an intern or Makes something. Sense. So mm. I don't know. Some of this was fun. Justin Hammer being back was fun. Um, but I don't know. I didn't love this one. Weak episode. Weak episode. <laughs> yeah. That's what this was. Pretty much. And that's all you have to know, really. And I think it was one of the longest, wasn't it? Oh, no. I'm lying. It's literally one of the shortest. It felt long. It was literally the shortest. It felt long. That's exactly right. I do um, think, on the on that note, is that I, I know season one, there was a few episodes that were, like, really short. Like, particularly that Killmonger one. It felt like it cut out, like, halfway through. I don't think I felt that with this season. I felt like they were all actually pretty decent lengths, um, at least from memory. I don't know if you found that. Yeah, it was a good. They they were chunky episodes. You, mm. you couldn't just put it on for a quick flick. You had to be in it for the ride, and you yeah. were going to watch it. Yeah, you got a complete story, didn't you? Um, I just wish Happy Hogan's story was a little bit shorter and better. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, then it got a little bit. So what I'm finding with these is you kind of have like an all right episode, then a quite a good one, then an all right episode, then a good one. <laughs> Yeah. And we're, we're going to go with that and see how we end up. Because then we go to episode four, which I thought Ooh. was actually quite fun. Yeah. Because what if Iron Man crashed into the Grandmaster? So what is it? So this is after the events of Avengers, but he doesn't um, go back down to Earth after he's put the bomb out. And then the explosion causes him to go flying into where the Grandmaster is. Yeah. Is? He goes through like a wormhole. Um instead and then yeah ends up on um sakar they call it the devil's anus don't they um this, nice. i find interesting how season one the theme was tony stark keeps dying in every episode um and yet with this one it actually has him alive in a lot of them so this is like two in a row where he's alive which i guess feels weird but i must say the yeah. voice actor for tony i think is really good i think he really encapsulates it quite well mm. And it's always good to have Jeff Goldblum oh. come back. Yeah. Um, and we have another bit of Korg, which you must have hated. Yeah. I loved. He was all right um, in this one, to be fair. Yeah. See, apparently Thanos was in this. I don't remember that. Um, what? Yes, he was at the on... end. At the end. Okay. Because um, oh. Gamora's in this one, isn't she? Oh, yes, of course. And she plays quite a prominent role because she um, she wants to kill Tony, I think, uh, because he defeated Thanos' army. So I guess yes, it'll look yes, good yes. if she does that. But then he's trying to like kind of convince her to not, you know, be an evil assassin and to you know do those kind of things. And Valkyrie's in this as well. Um, mm-hmm. I guess it's like it just shows that he's so charismatic; he can kind of you know motivate a lot of people to just help him out. Yeah. This was like such an unnecessary episode. 
but oh, it was fun all the same. It's just a big old race, isn't it? Well, it's, it was literally it, pod racing. Yeah, the synopsis is like it leads to a Grand Prix turned demolition derby death match, and it's like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. This is because, like, I like how in the movies it's like, oh, we're gonna make them fight each other. And here it's like, no, I actually prefer racing. Uh, it's like, sure, why not? I love it. Yeah, exactly. It's just mad, and that's why we like the Grandmaster. Mm. So yeah, very good. Then we got to episode five. So this is the weak one for me. Yeah, I agree. What if Captain Carter fought for Hydra Stumper? So, so this was this Peggy is... Carter's Winter Soldier film, right? Essentially, yeah. Um, and instead of fighting Bucky, she's fighting um, what's his face? Steve. Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Yep, yeah. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> They're just fighting the actor, Chris Evans. <laughs> no, she somehow ended up in um, that. Oh, what's that film called? Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yes. <laughs> fighting Chris Evans from there. Yeah. <laughs> and all this <laughs> stuff. band playing at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's like, yeah, I didn't know if I was coming or going with this one, if I'm being honest. Because it was Black Widow she was with, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. So it literally was Winter Soldier. Yeah. It was okay. um, well, because they go to that boat, don't they? Because in season one, she's doing her movies, isn't she? So, she, so she's on that boat and then uh the watcher picks her up to go do the fight ultron thing but then we see that she acts out like um the avengers movie and all this other kind of stuff um but yeah i think they go to the boat and they find uh rather than whatever they happens in the movie they find steve's in there um but i guess did black widow know that he was in there did she know that he was maybe still evil because he then attacks them and it's like it was a whole thing because then also because Bucky is alive in this universe, he is—he has the role that Alexander Pierce has, which I thought was interesting. Um, unlike the rest of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was—it was basically uh, Win- Winter Soldier mixed Black Widow, wasn't it? Really, for a lot of different. Yeah, because it ends with the ending of her film. Yeah, um, and sure, it was. It was okay. Yep. Right, yeah. and um, well, then, I, I was, then we got was, to be... <laughs> sorry, I was just before we move on, because I was going to say, is it in this one where basically Hydra isn't a thing? Because that's right, because Steve and Bucky actually defeat Hydra, because they fought them in like the 50s mm. and 60s, didn't they? Um, but then he went missing. So that's why he's like a KGB agent or something, because it's, it's Ray Winston doing his Russian accent is the actual main bad guy. Um, but nice. it's actually Rachel Weisz who comes down to beat up Black Widow. Um, so I guess the interesting thing this one is that, yeah, if, uh, Hydra isn't a thing, um, which I guess would impact that world a bit. But yeah, we can move on. Yeah. Thank you. Because then we got to a good episode. Yes, I like this um, one. Yeah. Arguably one of the best mm. because it was completely original. Yes. I don't think this person's even in the comics. Um, could be wrong. But to my I don't life, think so. Um, yeah. Which is what if Kahori reshaped the world? Uh, so a brand new uh, person named Kahori. I can't remember how she got her powers. So it, I guess it's kind of in the synopsis. A Mohawk woman ventures into the waters of the Forbidden Lake to help save her people. Oh. So the setup for this one is rather than um, Odin Poke. burying the Tesseract on Earth, he like doesn't or something. And 
instead, I get, I don't know, because he Serta basically destroys Asgard. I think is the idea, and with it, it sends the Tesseract hurtling to Earth at like a different time, and it ends up in like North America. Um, so I guess the implication there is that Odin and Asgard's dead, but who knows? So yeah, so it ends up in like some kind of lake, and um, some people find it, and it like teleports them to this like magical little world. Um, and she finds it, which is how she gets her powers. Yeah. I would say this is in the top two or three episodes of this season. Yeah, I'd agree. I think it's very interesting. I think she's a great character. Yeah. Female as well, so you know. That helps. So you hate one, you love the other, so you're pretty even. Exactly. I'm pretty even, yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, it's like, I'll be honest, I can't remember too much. Well, no, I say I can't remember too much about story-wise. I can't remember bits of it. It just took me a little while to get into it to work out everyone what's going on. Yeah. You know, I thought it was very cool. We've got a lot of powerful people in the MCU now. We used to always be really clear who is the most powerful, but now it's like, oh, who is it? Well, this is the thing, right? It was like, it was a toss-up between, I think, Thor and Doctor Strange, because... You see Thor in Infinity War, and then like you see him with the axe in Avengers, and then you see like Doctor Strange doing what he does in the Avengers. So you think it's between those two, but then you're always kind of wondering how powerful is Wanda. And then Kevin Feige's like, "No, Captain Marvel's going to be the most powerful." And it's like, "Oh, okay, I guess she is." Um, and then Wanda, got Gaia. and yeah, and then, yeah. So then there's all these good stuff comes along, and then Secret Invasion happens, and they give all the powers in the world to one person. And it's like, oh, well, that's great. <laughs> but I do like they've got other things in this, which makes it more interesting. Because I think the powers are quite cool, like what she can do with it, where she can run really fast and project stuff and do all these kind of things. But I, I just found the character very likable. She's got that, like, sincerity mm. and, I guess, kind of innocence, but she's just very likable. Um, and I do like that they all, like, do speak in their, like, Native American language. Um, but then obviously she speaks in English as well. But... I do like. Was it speaking any English in this episode? It Don't was, they did. I think yeah, it was literally they all spoke in their native language, and then you have a Spanish speaking in their language. Oh yes, they were speaking Spanish, it, right? Yeah, it was all this episode. It was very visions type. It was all in their own language. It was all their own languages. We had to have subtitles on the entire time. That's right, yeah. It's funny, though, because yeah. it seems quite seamless, because I obviously forgot that. Because um, then when she goes to speak to Queen Isabella of Spain, I guess she probably speaks Spanish to her. But then, like, um, obviously Doctor Strange shows up speaking English. So a lot of people are saying, oh, how does she reshape the world? And it's like, how did you, like, miss the story? Because she kicks back all the invaders from Spain and goes all the way there and says, you know, we're, you're not going to be able to do this, thank you very much. And then Doctor Strange comes on and says, oh, well, peace and record time. Um, and yeah, it's like, actually, that would change the world because without, you know, the European powers taking over the Americas, you don't have the USA, you don't have Napoleon, you don't really have any of the stuff that results in anything from the 20th century. So I thought that was quite cool. Yeah, me too. I agree. Then we broke the cycle, in my opinion. I think of so. Bad episode, good episode. Because then we had another top three episode. What if... Hella found the Ten Rings. Yes. And this was an episode did not go the way I expected. No, <laughs> given the honest. title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it means you did find the Ten Rings. But 
So essentially, this was four. This was the story of four. She got sent down to Earth. Yeah. She, unlike Four's hammer, it was her helmet. That was weird. And <laughs> yeah, and like she was, except she's still evil. <laughs> yeah. But then she's kind of like I suppose she's kind of like Loki in a sense. She's like an anti-hero hmm. because even the guy with the ten rings isn't good. Um, I can't remember his name, but actually, was it the same actor as well who did it in? I think yeah. it was. Um, oh, I can't remember his name. Yeah. I can't see any evidence of that. But yeah, I thought this was funny. I think Hella is a great character and I think this really sparkles her uh, personality a little bit more. Yeah. And it was just a story... Yeah. It was just a story you didn't expect, which is what I liked. Normally you can kind of guess the outcome of a lot of these, but I didn't expect all of this. No. I thought it was very good. Especially, like, it seems, obviously, the title is literally, uh, what if Hella found the Ten Rings? So I thought, oh, you know, is she going to get the Ten Rings and then, like, kind of take over, like, uh, Wenwu's kind of role? And then, like, will that mean she battles Thor or anything like that? And it's like, no, she gets sent to Earth without her powers um, and then is still evil, fails to pick up her crown and then, like, can't beat up the warriors but then Wenbu like really likes her, so he like tries to as oh she's just gonna steal the rings. Uh, I kind of assumed that's where that was gonna go, but no, that doesn't happen either. Um then she finds I keep wanting to say Tai Lung, but it's not called that, it's the place in the forest. And yeah. she becomes mates with uh with Shang Chi's mum, which I thought was quite cool. And I really like all that yeah. stuff because it's and like don't forget the faceless pig as well. Yeah, because um Heather's character is just pure evil. And it's like, how can she become anything other than that? And I think I really like that scene where uh, I can't remember the mum's name, but she's talking to her and saying, you know, why are you like this? Why do you do all these things? And it's like, because she feels like she wants to be free. And like with Odin, she never was. Like she obviously wanted power and to take over stuff, but she felt like she was being used. And then when Odin didn't want that anymore, he just wanted to lock her up. Um, Because that was the setup for this episode, that rather than um sending her to hell he does the thor thing where he strips her powers and sends her to earth and then he says to the helmet um whoever should wear this helmet if she show mercy shall possess the powers of hella which is like okay that's that's a weird thing to say but i guess it's you know um but yeah i really liked this episode i really liked that it really flushed her out like you said and that she does become a lot more rounded and that whole conflict with odin i thought was really cool i think he probably if it was comic odin he would have just like stomped them both but i really liked that uh and i really liked the ending and it was like oh i wasn't i've just assumed she'd betray everyone and take over the world but she didn't i thought that was cool yeah i concur and then we had an episode i'm kind of torn with which is what if the avengers assembled in 1602 so at the end of like the last one we had with Captain Carter, she got sent back um, and she was grabbed by what Wanda and someone else, Nick Fury? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. And what is it? Something's happened and she scores an anomaly and all the people who we know from modern day are now in the 1600s. Like times move quicker than it should have. So you've got the people there, but they're acting from that century or whatever. Which is weird. But, um, yeah, what were your thoughts on this one? 
Yeah, I really loved the setup, and I was like, "This is what I want from these kind of things." Let's do a an eighties Avengers. Let's do a Robin Hood Avengers. I like that there's like Captain Robin Hood, whatever his name is. It's basically Captain America, but he's Robin Hood. And I love that Happy Hogan's a bad guy, and he's talking all Shakespearean as he's fighting. It's so fun. Um, and yeah, I really liked that. I, I do think the story was a bit weird, and it's like. I wasn't quite sure what's going on. And they said about the forerunner, it's like, okay, I think I, I'm following. Um, and I don't know, I guess it's like, it's nice having all the characters. Did it feel a bit forced? Maybe did it wrap up a bit neatly? I'm not quite sure. Um, but this is the kind of stuff I wanted from this series. So I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was okay. I think the other two, Last ones were better. I think I prefer Kahori's story and Heather's story. I, although, I think I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Although that one and the Heller ones are are the two highest rated. Yeah, I find that quite interesting. Yeah, I do. Um, then we got to the finale. What if Strange Supreme intervened? Yes. So this was an interesting one. This just seemed to just have everything in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a. Uh, because essentially, uh, so in season one, so obviously we're doing spoilers, but in season one, hang on, there you go. I uh, thought my laptop died, but it didn't. Panic of voted. Oh. In season one, <laughs> Strange Supreme, but a really sad episode we went about earlier in episode four, like he lost everything, he lost an entire universe because of what he did. Yeah. Um, so he really wanted to try and bring back his universe. He wanted to bring back his uh, girl, whose name I have now forgotten. Christine. Um, yes. Thank you. Um, and so to do that, he had to make, like, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but he had to, like, sacrifice a lot of people. So he was taking, like, all the universe destroyers and world destroyers and things. So you've got, like, a Thanos, you've got uh, um, Hela, you've got, mm. you know, Killmonger so with uh... all the Infinity Stones. You've, yeah. yeah, you've got everything. But then you've even got ones who didn't deserve it, just powerful be- beings, such as Kahori, who he had mm. used to do all this dirty work before, and now he was using Captain Carter. Which then ends in this massive battle between Kahori, Supreme Strange, and um, Captain, Captain Carter. Carter. Yeah. Along with all these other massive baddies. Yeah. <laughs> fighting all around. Yeah, the fight seemed very cool. But, yeah, I don't know. It seemed a bit, the whole thing seemed a bit far-fetched. And for a what-if Marvel story, <laughs> I think that's hard to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I think a big criticism for this one from people has been, you know, well, I guess two things. You know, why is Strange suddenly evil again? Because he ends his episode feeling that remorse and feeling sad. And he's like saying, you know, punish me, not this universe. And Watch is like, no, I won't intervene. So he's very sad. And then he calls upon him to help him. And Strange is happy to do that because he wants to kind of like, you know, make some good happen and he is pivotal in that fight against ultron he agrees to look after that to keep everyone safe um so we just kind of assume he's kind of learned his lesson and he's going to be great here it turns out no he hasn't learned his lesson he's actually trying to make a world forge as you said by doing all these bad things and it's and people saying oh you know it just completely undoes his character arc and i think people kind of have a point but i think people seem to think that when somebody has an arc that's like it but in real life people regress like people do improve but they also fall back into their old ways and things 
and he clearly is still obsessed with this and i think it does make sense that he would do that the annoying thing is it kind of comes out of nowhere because it's like oh yeah it turns out he's been doing all these things oh and he's evil again i think it would have been nice to see him a few times this season and then see oh he's actually still you know uh, quite affected by that so that i think you could argue it both ways I do like all the stuff in this one where you see all the other characters and all this other stuff come up, but maybe it feels more like a more like a merry-go-ride of like, oh look, all these characters remember from season one and stuff. Um, that said, I did like having Peggy Carter with all the Infinity Stones and Kahori fighting Doctor Strange with lots of lasers firing everywhere. That was pretty cool. I like that. That was pretty cool. Yes, I think this fight for me was... Uh not too dissimilar to how I felt with um, the concluding fight in Secret Invasion. Okay. I thought this was better, but in the sense where it just seemed like there's a lot of cool stuff happening with my heart not really in it. Yeah, that's fair. It was a feast for the eyes. I I preferred it, but yeah, I I think it was good. Um, I think it was cool to see lots of different, a, a big mix of, well, just everything. Hmm. But it just was, like I said, just a massive mashup of. Everything. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like when a kid just throws all their toys together, and it's like, yeah, big battle, and it and it's like it's cool when Heather and all the other people like throw their swords and Mjolnir and her hat, and then like Peggy's like got all these different weapons and Infinity Stones, and it's like it's basically you still can't beat Doctor Strange. Um, and I think it's true. I think Marvel kind of lost their way a little bit with this, where you go back to you know, Winter Soldier. Captain America and Winter Soldier fighting with a knife and their fists. And it's like, still the best fight scene. Maybe Shang-Chi has as good stuff as well. My favourite battle is still Doctor Strange versus Thanos in Infinity War because it's amazing and awesome and escalates and we really like these characters and there's so much at stake and it really works. Whereas this, it was a lot of like, oh, she's firing a beam. Oh, now he's firing another beam and she's having to block the beam while she's firing a different beam. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is just boring. Yeah, yeah. The ending, though, Mm. the end end ending was interesting because this was just after Loki season two. Um, So now spoilers for Loki season two, if you have Mm. not seen that. Uh, but if you have, you want to hear our review on it, <laughs> yeah. go back a few episodes and you'll find it. Um, so yeah, so spoilers from now. But we finally get to see Loki in action without actually seeing Loki. But we mm. get to see the new universe tree, if we can call it that. Multiverse where... tree. Oh, multiversal oh. fungi. Yeah. Um, oh. And we, we, we see it there and the watcher's showing... Peggy, because he, he's finally going to take her back to her own universe for the first time in like a whole season. Yeah. And she's like, well, is there anything interesting on the way? And he's like, oh, yes. Let me show you. I don't know what that accent is. Um, <laughs> That's a really good impression of Jeffrey White, I think. I think so. Um, time. <laughs> um, <anyway>. Space. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, we, we, we see this multiversal tree going on. It's all flashing green. I'm like, that oh, was cool, and... yeah. So yeah, it's nice to know that Marvel have gone back to doing what we do best. Having something not very interesting, but then teasing us for the next non-interesting thing. Yeah! Um, right at the very end. <laughs> very good. Very good. But yeah, that was our thoughts on What If Season 2. Was there anything you missed out on that you wanted to say? No. Um, 
just a few things uh, I remembered is at the end of the Iron Man Grandmaster episode, um, Gamora kills Thanos. We didn't mention mm. that, but that's the thing that happens. Uh, he shows up a few times in this and just gets killed by people. Um, it was nice to see the Hulk kind of hulking out again. But yeah, a very mixed bag, but I think we have our kind of favourites here. I think it's got quite a strong end, at least the last four episodes, I think, are pretty decent. Um, I do think the ending was much worse than it was in season one. I really enjoyed that conclusion, Um, seeing all the characters that we've kind of got to know throughout the season teaming up was really cool. Um, Whereas with this one, it's like Peggy, who's not been that interesting, but at least she's with Kahoy, who is quite interesting. That was that was a nice little team up. Of course, a lot of people hate that because it's two women, and women, of course, can't be powerful in uh, comic book movies. So there we go. <laughs> it's true. Um, and it was also good as well to see, still on that Gamora, is that we didn't get the Gamora episode in season one. Mm. So we had her just arrive, and we got like a little flashback. Um, so I can't remember, did that Tony die when we had the flashback in season one and we saw that Gamora? No, because they were together for i i don't know it was i can't remember no so they were just hanging out i think and then watu like takes her and she goes to the thing um but i'm pretty sure that tony was alive because he helped her make a thing or she helped him make a thing um because oh that's right because she had that machine that was supposed to destroy the infinity stones that they were going to use on ultron um and i do like how in this series um he does like a little you remember all these guys, but um, you don't actually know who this person is. And it's, it's this little sort of hint of like, yeah, we were supposed to do this last season, but we actually didn't. So here's who this character is, which I thought was quite nice. But um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so yeah, that was, that was good to see see her properly. So yeah, overall, I thought he was okay. I think I've already announced a lot of season three. So it'd be interesting to see what they do along with like the, the multiverse tree and all that. And see what goes on. Yeah. Because yeah. did you watch the? I don't know. Was it like after? Or was it like a? There was like a trailer for season three. No, I've not seen it. So it's um two guys in the car. It's uh Bucky and Red Guardian. Oh. Um, they're like driving in the car, and somebody stops them, and they're like shooting stuff. And it's like that'd be quite a cool episode. Um, I kind of assumed that Red Guardian would have been in the eighties Avengers one, like on behalf of Russia, but. Yeah, I, I think season three could be good if they do more fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, but they could be good if they did better. <laughs> yeah, if they um, actually tried. <laughs> but no, it would be good. But yeah, but we obviously want to know what your thoughts are and what mm. if. You know, season one, season two, anything in between. So send us your thoughts. But how I hear you asking, well, how can they do that? Well, what if we had Instagram? Oh, but we do. Um, our handle is lta.podcast. And if you hate social media, you can try the good old-fashioned electronic mail at let's talk about 2022 at hotmail.com. Now, before we conclude, I did come across some cool trivia for what if. Um, did you want to hear about any uh, alternative pitches for episodes? Oh, go on then. So, um... It's quite interesting because there's a common theme you're going to see here. So, one of them is... Yeah. An episode pitch involved the Guardians of the Galaxy was suggested for the first season. But it had to be scrapped after AC Bradley was told that she had inadvertently written half the plot of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. 
Yeah. I don't know how you accidentally do that, but there you go. Uh, And another one. um, One episode idea that AC Bradley came up with would have involved Loki becoming worthy to wield Mjolnir. This idea was discarded early on, however, as the idea of Loki becoming a hero was already in the works for his own show, Loki. Mm. Wow. Interesting. So there's a couple of these where it's like they came up with ideas, but it turns out they're already kind of things. So they're like, you can't do that. Um, there was something else. They were going to do Spider-Man turning into an actual spider, but they thought that was a bit too dark in comparison. Uh, there was a comic about that. Um, here's one. Showrunner pitched an episode inspired by What If Volume 1, Issue 10. Uh I'm guessing it's an actual comic, which featured a timeline yeah. where Jane Foster became a female version of Thor after finding Mjolnir. The idea was rejected due to Thor Love and Thunder already featuring a similar premise, but that detail had not yet been made public. So that's like three where they had to like do something completely different because they're already doing a film on it. Um, one story idea had Tony Stark exploring his complicated relationship with his father, which would have had Howard appear more often in Tony's life and set Tony on a different path. This ultimately got shafted because there was already an episode that heavily involved Iron Man, though. Uh, so, I don't know. Would you be interested in any of those? Uh, nah. <laughs> I think yeah. actually, we've seen them all before, haven't we? Really. So this I think I think I made some good choices there. Oh, um, interesting. So the writers confirmed that these alternative realities only happened once Sylvie killed He Who Remains and broke the sacred timeline free at the end of Loki season one. Not only allowing Which these other sense. versions of MCU to exist, but also to connect to the big multiverse as shown their way home. Interesting. Well, there we go. There we go. It's all tying together. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Brilliant. Anything else? Fun. Not really. No? Um, they said about Tony Stark gets the South Park Kenny treatment because he keeps dying, which I thought was funny. Um, I do like that. Um, what was it? So Jeffrey Wright, who does the voice of the Watcher, they initially wanted Time. him to be like reality. <laughs> they uh, they wanted him to be like kind of cold, uh, stoic, but. Um, Apparently, he described the experience of watching Marvel movies with his kids, and they actually rewrote him to have a warmer, more devoted interest. And I do like that, because he does seem to be like, oh, this is a nice little story, what's going on here? Um, which I think was much better, I think. He's quite a, quite a compelling I narrator, I should say. Yeah. And and I just it. presume that Tony dying a lot was just a Nexus event, just it had to happen? Well, maybe. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, he didn't die in some of them, but... Nah, that, that we saw. It's true. Yeah, that's for what if season three. What if Tony Stark wasn't a Nexus event? Ooh. Anyway. <laughs> so next week, or next episode, I should say, hopefully we'll be talking about none other than Finding Nemo. Oh, yeah. That's right. We're going down under. Are we? For C, yeah. Oh, because it's, yeah. Okay. I thought and we were going to watch yeah. um, The Rescuers again. Oh, have we seen the Down Under one? We did, didn't we? We did. Yeah. 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 That was good. I liked that. Good memories. Oh, yeah. cool. We should do a podcast where we talk about the Disney movies as an Whoa. excuse to watch them again. Yeah. Cool. What if we did that? <laughs> oh, dear. Right. Well, I suppose there's nothing else to say other than the following words that are going to come out of Seb's mouth. Time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that'll do.